It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Here's a curve, it's a strike, and it's a strike out the side. Four in the game for Wainwright. Round ball to the right side by Galvis. And Adam Wainwright has a very nice one, two, three inning. He's retired six straight. The pitch, a swing and a miss. Wainwright strikes out Moran and has retired seven in a row and 10 of the last 11 batters. Nobody has more heart than this group. Nobody we're going to play has worked harder, is more prepared, has more heart. On the line with us is a, a man who this year stepped into the company of a couple of Hall of Famers, Whitey Herzog and Tony LaRusso, National League Manager of the Year, Mike Schilt at the Cardinals, and he is ready to uh, take some questions. What a tremendous 24 hours, both for Adam Wainwright and for the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Mike Schilt. Waino back for his 16th season with the Redbirds. And Schilte, the first man ever in the history of the game to win manager of the year after not having played any professional baseball himself. He did play college baseball at UNC Asheville, but hasn't played a pro ball, and yet here he is, winner of the 2019 Manager of the Year. And that is where we begin this off-season edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan. Glad to have you with us. Big deal for Schilte, too. He beat two managers that he seems to, uh, or should know at least, pretty well after this 2019 season. Craig Council of the rival Milwaukee Brewers here in the NL Central, and then Brian Snicker, who was in the opposing dugout for the 2019 NLDS, which, of course, the Cardinals won in five games. I mentioned Schilt, the first guy ever to not play pro ball but win the award, and maybe even the bigger deal to him, I would think, is that he joins Whitey Herzog, who won it in 1985, and Tony La who took home the award in 2002 as the third-ever Cardinal manager to win this award. I know that Schilt really appreciates the history of the organization. It means a great deal to him. He wants to help build upon it. He wants to uphold it. He wants to make the organization and the city proud and feel like the era that he oversees fits into the great legacy that is Cardinal baseball, just as Whitey and Tony did in years before him. So to join the company of a guy like Whitey Herzog and Tony Larusa means a whole lot to Mike Schilt, and you can hear it here in his voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, it's just um, surreal to think that even now that, you know, I've had the job for a year and a half or whatever that is to, on a daily basis, you know, to think about the company that you keep in the history of organization, that goes beyond that. I mean, there's so many Hall of Fame managers with Red and as well as, as Tony and Whitey and Billy Southworth and, and just, just an amazing 
lineage of managers think I'm a part of that group and to share this award with two people like Tony and Whitey is is really something quite honestly that I can't I haven't got my head around, but it's um <laughs> it's very special, that's for sure. There is a non baseball angle to this, kind of a, a bittersweet uh, story, I suppose, as Mike Schilt's mom Lib passed away just less than a week before the announcement of this award. That's the bitter part. I think the sweet part is just the story that you're about to hear from Mike and how proud his mom was of her son and how interested she was in him being up for manager of the year. Here's Mike talking about his mom wanting to make sure that everybody knew November the 12th was a big date on her calendar. She got moved to another room and she changed nurses. And she's having trouble communicating. And uh, so she couldn't get out 12, and she couldn't get out, you know, she didn't have 12 fingers. So she turned to the nurse. Everywhere she she got moved to three different rooms, and she wanted on the board of her care that took the vitals and her information, she wanted it written down the, the day. She wanted Tuesday the 12th to be remembered. Like she wanted to make sure she captured that. And so she looks at the nurse, she goes, five, five, two. And the nurse is like, we're playing charades? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and and, uh, and so later, you know, I walked in the room, got into some of her stuff, got into the transition. I look in, and she looks at me, and she goes, five, five, two. And she's like, what is she saying? She said something about baseball. I got that part. She's like, oh, she's mentioning the 12. And, um like, how am I supposed to get that? I'm like, well, you shouldn't. And um, my mom nods her head. And so she was aware. And, um, you know, right before she passed, um, you know, we had some closure, which meant a lot to me and, and hopefully her, and I'm sure it did. Um, but she, she was emotional about knowing that it was likely she wasn't going to gonna be here. And I said, you know what? You're going to know before I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... So, yeah, I mean, she had a pretty good idea of what was going on before I did. Schilte said early on when meeting with the media, hey, this is a staff award, not a team award. And it was cool last night to see a couple of his coaches uh, in the room with him celebrating, Ali Marmol, uh, Maddox, uh, Mike Maddox, and then also Brian Eversgird, the three that were there. It sounds like uh, Ron Warner got snowed in. He's here in St. Louis and couldn't make it down to Florida in time where the rest of the, the crew was. And then uh, also some of the other members of the staff just spread out different places. William McGee back home in California. I'm sure uh, lots of stuff going on in the McGee family that just kept Willie out there. But you you know that this staff uh, really does enjoy working for him. You can tell it when you're around the ballpark. And then to see them just be happy last night on MLB Network in the live shot after he won was pretty cool to see the reaction that uh, that those guys gave as, as Mike Schilt one manager of the year. Now that whole group kind of starts to turn the page. They, they're taking stock of 2019, but they're looking ahead to 2020. So what is it that Mike Schilt, who's all about learning and advancing and, in his words, evolving, uh, taking something from what's been and, and spinning it forward into the next thing and making it a positive, uh, there was a lot to hang your hat on in 2019, a big year, a run all the way to the NLCS, what did Mike Schilt learn about managing a professional baseball team this past season? What's clear to me and us as we go through the last day talking about it, looking at it, reflecting on it, is how important the synergy is with 
our players and all the different support systems that feed into our players, um, field analytics, video, performance, training, all these, I mean, there's just so many different tentacles that feed the player and always making sure that we put the player first. And, and when we were at our best, when we're at our best, is there's clarity for the player. Um, and just continue to look at how that, how that works and how we're able to best make it a general approach because it's a team sport and then how, how to make it individual within that. So, so we're, because you only have so much time and energy and we're not getting it back and making sure we're investing in it properly. So, but it's clear to me that where we spend our time, Mr. Kissel would say this, you're good at what you work on. Where we invested our time and we had clarity to it for our player and, and within those five tentacles, we got rewarded and continue to make sure that we're looking at it from that lens. That's Mike Schilt, the 2019 National League Manager of the Year. A big congratulations from everyone at Cardinals Insider to Mike. He's been a pleasure to work with, and we are glad to see him get this well-deserved recognition. We'll take a break and be right back. Hear from Adam Wainwright on the other side here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Hi, this is Brian Finch with the Cardinals Museum. Have you ever wanted to know what a ball player is thinking on the diamond? Where the thumb caught it, it gave it a tight spin. You see a, a circle K change up or a split mm-hmm. finger, it's got a distinct spin you can see. It doesn't look like a fastball. Mine looked like a fastball. That's Dave LaPointe during Flashback Friday at the Cardinals Museum. Flashback Friday is a free Q&A with stories from Cardinals alumni in an intimate setting. The event is free with admission to the Cardinals Museum. See the full schedule at cardinals.com slash museum. It's Flashback Friday before every Friday home game at the Cardinals Museum. Bueno was bueno here in 2019. I mean, really a sharp year, had had great starts throughout the year, and turned it on in September and October when it mattered the most. He was really reliable, really vintage Bueno at points in the playoffs, and that was good to see and I think probably had a lot to do with Adam deciding that he wanted to be back for 2020. In fact, you're going to hear some about that in just a couple of minutes. But let's start with this. I mean, the question always is, and it's natural, is this it for Adam Wainwright? It was back on a one-year deal last year, really maxed out, I think. The incentives pitched really well. Back on another one-year deal here for 2020. Could this be it? Is this perhaps the last time we see Adam Wainwright in a Cardinals uniform or on a baseball field, period? I know that we've asked that question several years in a row. Here's what Adam had to say about it. At the moment, we are going year to year, and you know, with the all, with with the likelihood of this of this probably being it, but who knows how those things work, man? My 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 thought right now is only um, to help this team win a World Series. That's that's it, you know. So I'm sure that I'll be asked questions all throughout the year, and, and you know, if I ever know something. There's a chance I might let you know. So in his words, this could be it very well. I think that the direct quote was a likelihood of this probably being it. You never know, but uh, I thought it was interesting that he would come out and say that. So why would he decide to come back this year? I kind of touched on it a little bit at the top and summed it up here just a moment ago, but let's hear it from him. He had to, after the playoffs, step back and make a decision He'd been pretty clear toward the end of the playoff run that, hey, I'm not ready to say I am or I am not back right now. Got to go talk to the family. 
Here's what that whole decision-making process was like for Adam Wainwright and really the entire Wainwright household. You know, I wasn't telling y'all a story, man. At the end of the year, I had to sit down with my wife and, and my kids and ask them a couple different times. I just want a couple times uh, if they were, you know, confident and not confident, if they were comfortable in me going back to play baseball again. You know, it's just uh, as, I, as I have to keep reminding my, my lovely wife, this is not about me anymore. You know, this is, there's just way more people involved in it than just me it's uh you know her program we're trying to raise five kids now and and uh we got soccer and and on different sides of the of the town you know a couple times a different week with different girls at different times and we have volleyball with two different girls going on at different times and third girl wants to play volleyball also and now we just started playing basketball too we got two little girls in basketball now and they're having a great time and and uh, my two middle daughters really love playing golf, and so they're trying. You know, this whole week was Monday and Tuesday and Thursday is is basketball for those two girls. But my other daughter wants to play golf on Wednesdays and Fridays, but she's not playing basketball. And so it's like, you know, my older daughter she wants to be singing lessons and piano and all this, just tons of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, it's just a lot of stuff. So I had to make sure that everybody was good. With, with that, and, and my wife <clears throat> loves St. Louis. I love St. Louis, but I think my wife loves St. Louis more than I do, and and our girls love their friends up there and the sports they play up there, so everybody was on board, and when I heard that, like, for sure, a couple times over that I believed them, then, you know, then we moved forward with trying to get something done. I remember standing at Adam's locker in Wrigley Field uh, at the end of 2018. It was that last series of the season, if you recall, the Cardinals went to Chicago. They still had a mathematical chance to make the playoffs. Sadly, things didn't work out, but Adam had made a, a good start in the first game of that series, and I think there was either some errors or some things that just didn't go his way. He really pitched better than the result and maybe pitched better than the line, but looked really good. And I remember him talking the next day at his locker and saying, yeah, my arm feels as good as it's felt in a long time. The curveball working is a difference maker and means I can pitch in this league and get guys out, and it's working right now. And so I, I could see where it would make sense for me to be back in 19. And I don't even remember if at that point he was committing, saying, yes, I will be back. Uh, I think that may have been the case, but I can't remember for sure. I just remember him having a confidence because of what he was able to do in his last few starts of the year and how much he was able to command his stuff and how much he looked and said he felt like Adam Wainwright of old. Well, that carried into 2019, and, and like I mentioned, it was really seen the most, I think, in September and October when it counted the most. Not that his starts earlier in the year were not good. I think that he had some very good starts, but when you really needed Wayno to be Wayno, he was late in the season. That was big for the Cardinals. Here's Adam talking about why he came back in 2019, coming out of that 18 season where, again, there were some injuries, there were some things that didn't go his way, and then he finally, it, it came together for him at the end of 2018 and kind of gave him a taste of what could be. And then 2020 decides he wants to come back because 2019 just went so well. Why not give it another year here to pitch in the major leagues? Here's Adam talking about the difference in last year's one-year contract and this year's one-year contract. The last year's contract was, was more about me needing to prove mainly to myself, uh, but then to my teammates 
and to the Cardinals that uh, that I still had something left to give and that I could I was still capable. You know, if I'd have gone out this year and and uh, been injured throughout the season and struggled left and right, then then I would have you know I would have uh, gratefully um, and thankfully walked away. Uh, knowing that I had a, a decent career and with a great organization, and and I've uh, been okay with it, but um, I felt like uh, I got better as the season went on, but, uh, which completely contrasts the year before that and the year before that, where I was where I was injured and really just trying to figure out a way to make one more start here and make one more start here. And this year, this year, uh, the training staff just did an amazing job of keeping me prepared for each and every start. Uh, I missed one start with a little back spasm thing. I think that was it. Or no, it was a little hamstring. A little hamstring thing. I missed one start. And, and uh, you know, as the season wore on, I, I began to get more confident and more confident in, in my abilities and the, the kind of the different um, game that I was kind of turning that as opposed to what I, how I used to pitch. Um, but I really enjoyed pitching down the stretch really enjoyed pitching that postseason that was that was big for me man you know i really wish we could have won a world series obviously but just feeling those juices flowing like that for the first time in a few years uh just was an empowering feeling let's end on this the most intriguing thing to me from the adam wainwright call the other day is that he talked about some things that both chris carpenter and jack flaherty had shared with him of course Chris is kind of the guy that modeled what it meant to be a Cardinal ace for Adam. Adam has done the same for Jack Flaherty. Both those guys kind of spoke into Adam's 2019. Wayno discussing that. I thought it was really, really interesting. This year in September and October especially was the first time in three years that I felt like I was a force out on the mound. It was, a, it was an incredible feeling to, to go out there with a plan uh, in place, but be able to alter that if if I see a hitter adjusting or, or whatever. But but while while having that plan and making on mound adjustments, being confident in my ability to go out and get the job done um, at the end of the season, especially in October, was higher than it has been in at least three years. You know, dating to 2014 is probably where I felt that amount of confidence. So. Or 15, probably 2015. I was pretty down in 2015. That that used to be my thing, and uh, that was something that, you know, when you're hurt, when you're hurting, uh, it's hard to have that level of confidence. And uh, it took me a few months this year to really buy into the fact that I was healthy again and and belief in in my ability. And once I did that for the end of the year, man, I, I really started feeling like things fell in place. So. Um, mentally, and, and I'll tell you another honest truth behind that, uh, there was two people that had a big hand in that um, from opposite ends of the spectrum. One, Chris Carpenter, you know, he, he, uh, he pulled me aside at two different times during the season and said, you need to trust yourself because your stuff is good again and you need to go out there confident. And it's one thing to say that, and it's another thing to believe that, uh, and and he did it again later on the season. But you know who really, who uh, also had a big hand in that, which was 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 so cool, uh, just from being an, an elder statesman and seeing a, a young guy blossom like this. But 
Jack Flaherty did the exact same thing for me this year. He uh, in in late August he pulled me aside, which took some you know it takes some cojones to do that to a 14 year vet when you're a second year player. And he said we need you to be what you can be, and I think you can be better than you've been, and you need to believe in yourself again. And it was kind of like right out of Chris Carpenter's mouth, you know, like it was just. It was such a good challenge for me, and I and I and I, I, I met him with that. With at first, like I wanted to kind of ruffle up my feathers and 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 kind of give him a stare down, but I kind of looked at him and I was just like, you know what, you're right, you're exactly right, and uh, I carried that into into September, and it, you know those those two guys believing in me and and giving me their honest feedback really helped. That's it for this episode. Man, I really like when stuff happens because it means I get to come and hang out with you. I appreciate you downloading. I appreciate you listening. And we look forward to being with you again at some point here later on this winter. We're not done. Every once in a while, we kind of hit you with an episode like this one, not on any particular schedule, just as it makes sense or as there's something big to talk about, as there was with this particular one. Two really big stories that we wanted to make sure we got you, Mike Schilt and Adam Wainwright, and that you could hear from them kind of their reaction to what went on on Tuesday, November the 12th. Hey, before I run, I do want to ask you a favor. I think a lot of folks who maybe listen to the podcast, in fact, I know a lot of folks that listen to the podcast, are from outside the Cardinals home television area. Basically, you live outside the Midwest. Maybe you even live outside the country. So you don't get to watch uh, Fox Sports Midwest and Cardinal games live as much as you would like. So you lean on Cardinal social media, on programs like this one and others like it in the podcast sphere, and then also perhaps on the Cardinals YouTube page. We are really trying to pay a lot of attention to that YouTube page and make it uh, a little bit more something that really meets the needs of our fans. We think that there's some really good stuff on there now, but we're also trying to come up with new and different types of content which might engage and really meet fans where they are and meet their viewing needs. So all that to say, whether you live in St. Louis, and I know there's plenty of people who listen to this and who watch Cardinals Insider TV that do, and we'd love to hear from you, but I really am kind of interested also in hearing from folks that live outside the St. Louis area and are Cardinal fans and try to stay connected through what we would call over-the-top programming, so YouTube, podcast, stuff like that where we can come straight to you. I'd like to know, do you watch the, the videos on Cardinals YouTube? What do you like? What would you like to see different? I would really appreciate that feedback. Podcast with an S at cardinals.com. You can just search St. Louis Cardinals in YouTube or type the URL in directly to your browser. It's youtube.com slash cardinals. Thanks to Mike Schilt and Adam Wainwright. Congratulations again to both of those gentlemen. Thanks to you for being with us. From Bush Stadium, my name is Brett McMillan. This has been an off-season edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. We'll talk to you next time, whenever that might be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 